Welcome to another episode of Spraymakers, a podcast that dives deep into the world of slalom with Rossi and Trent. This week, the boys jump into handle control and what a big impact that has on your overall skiing. Before we get to that, I wanted to take a minute to shout out our partnership with GiveGo, an online coaching platform that makes receiving tips a breeze. Simply upload a quick pass into the GiveGo app and you can get direct coaching from Trent, Rossi, or any of the Radar Pro team. Check it out at givego.io. Now, on to your regularly scheduled podcast. To me, this is another one of those things that's really hard to define, but oh my goodness, do you know it when you see it sort of thing, right? Exactly. You know, when we, when we talk about this this uh, topic, you kind of go like, well, how, how do we go about talking about it? But, you know, when someone doesn't have that control and you watch what they're doing with the handle and uh, things like that, you, you just, you realize how, how important it, it really is. And, and probably you and I probably take it, take it for granted more than others, just because in order to run, you know, the buoys that we run, you, this, this has to be a staple. And if you don't have this, then yeah. you're not, you're not running short line. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, it's one of those things like, you know, if, if, if someone is praising my scene, that that's, I, I've heard, a, you know, a few different times from a few different people like, man, you have such handle control. And, and, and that's kind of where this topic came from. Cause someone had mentioned it to me and I'm like, huh. Okay. Well, so what is that then? What are they seeing? Because it's not something I'm really trying to do per se or not in itself anyway. So, I, I mean, it, that usually, I think when people talk about handle control, I think typically they're referring to like from the edge change to the buoy, I, I think, you know, uh, I mean, it, it's probably pervades through the entire pass, but I know when people tell me they really want to work on handle control, they're talking about, you know, from the center line all the way to the reach. So I think that's, that's, let's start with that, or that's where we should go with this um, handle control. So what, what, what is that? Like, like, let's just start, start from the start then when you're, when you're coming, you know, through the center of the wakes, casting onto that inside edge, you know, swinging up on the boat, if you will, what, do you have any thoughts like as, as they pertain to your own skiing that you're trying to do with the handle or, or what is like, how does handle control um, apply to your own approach? Well, I mean, I think, I think the, you know, the way I look at it, like the 30,000 foot view of this handle control topic mm -hmm. really is, it goes back to what we've talked about in previous episodes in that, you know, from the buoy to the wake, we're trying to, we, we are adding load. There is a load that we're adding to the rope or the boat. We're, we're using that to, you know, with the angle that we have set with our ski to create speed into that center line. And then, you know, mm -hmm. after the, after the center line, which you and I have agreed that we, we want our ski to be, we want to be edge changing or, uh, you know, right behind the boat. And then we want to be riding up to our pre-turn, you know, to our buoy line area. And really to me, like the 30,000 yep. foot view, when someone says, oh, you have great handle control, what I'm, you know, what I interpret that to be is that I've, as I edge change, I am harnessing or holding on to all of that energy that I created from the buoy to the wake. And I'm using that energy yes. and I'm the plumb bob at the end of the rope swinging or arcing arcing a tight line up towards that up towards that buoy line and and the better that yeah. you can harness that energy through the edge change not let it go through the edge change and then pulling you up over the top of your ski pulling you up over the front of your ski you know engaging the tip these are all the things that are going to help you to run that 
you know, that optimal line, I'm not going to say the high line, but the optimal line into the buoy mm -hmm. and have a tightrope and then be confident to be able to move from it. So, I mean, I think, I think understanding yeah. that, that yeah. 30,000 foot view of what we're actually talking about, you know, I think people might not even know that that's what they're talking about, you know, or, or, or that's what they're trying to do. I mean, I think understanding yeah. that part is super key. And then we can get into, you know, like, so what, what do I do? I mean, I, I definitely like, as I come into that first wake, I feel, mm -hmm. I can feel the load through my hands. I can feel, you know, people yeah. always tell me, oh, you look so strong. I'm like, well, I'm just actually leaning and I'm making sure that what, however much lean I have, I can, I can hold on to, you know, so I've got my straight arms, I've got myself coming in, I'm in my lean. And then as I start to come up out of that lean, I make sure to keep that pressure that I feel in my handle or, or through my hands. And I want to keep that. And, you know, we, we've, you know, I think the biggest thing that we all talk about uh, some way or another is making sure that your elbows stay close to your body. And that's not, yeah. it's not pulling the handle in. I mean, like when I'm in my lean, that handle better be close to my body. And if it isn't, then we never had, the, whatever you want to call it, the stack or, you know, the power coming into the wake. So, but if we, if we are stacked properly, then as we edge change, it is easy to keep the elbows close to the body, which keeps the handle close to the body. And you really can feel the power through that edge change. And you can feel that, uh, forward momentum of the boat. And, and, and I'm just like, in my mind, I'm just trying to maintain what I work so hard to get and then use that to project me out towards where I want to go. You know, I mean, I don't know, like, yeah. you know, yeah. when, you, when you hear that or, or, or what's going through your mind in that zone or. No, I, I, I think that's it. I mean, I, you know, if, if you just go, you know, like back again to the nuts and bolts of it, that that's exactly it. it it's, it's controlling the handle. It's like controlling the relationship between, I think of it like the relationship between the handle and your center, you know, the, or the handle in your core. You know, um, and, and that is it. The you know the I mean I guess the mechanics of it, or or the your, or your objective is to not let the handle pull away from your body, um, thus you know thus slowing down your upward swing, or 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 or, or you know it, it changes your trajectory. If the handle starts coming away from your body as you come off the second wake, the load is going to start migrating upward, right? It's going to go from you know, if, if the load was on your hip coming into the wake and then you let the handle away as you switch edges, all of a sudden now the handles now, sorry, now the load is, is at your torso and eventually even at your shoulders. So that's going to cause that inside lean or inside tip and, and, and flatten out your, your trajectory. Uh, but you're exactly right. I mean, handle control or your, or your ability to control that handle location as you leave the wakes is going to go way back to where were you when the load started. You know, did you have that that positive alignment with the rope? You know, meaning meaning your body stack lining up with the line of the rope, or you know, or were, was it were those two lines kind of um, you know to some degree not not in sync? Um, <clears throat> but okay, so let's go this way then. So obviously, goal number one is going to be you know as you come as you come through the exit of the previous turn you know, maintaining that stack and, and, and having that nice line with the rope, um, you know, the, and like you said, the better, the better that connection is, the easier this handle control ideal is going to be off the wake. What, what about if you're a little bit 
you know, what about if you are a little bit off, you loaded a little bit early or, or, you know, you ended up falling out of the turn a little bit and you don't have the perfect alignment, but it's close. Do you, do you, do you have, you know, any kind of sort of compensatory move or, or something that, you know, you're going to try and do to, to at least minimize, you know, minimize that separation? You know, I think in, in, in regard to that question, you know, I think I, I was, I was uh, out skiing the other day and we were talking about this, uh, the moment that your handle, and I just refer it to your belly button, but maybe it's your hip line or whatever. But the moment that your hip, yep. the handle goes above the belly button line, you are now, yep. you're now, you're now stuck leaning against a rock solid boat and a rock solid line. So, you know, when you come off a buoy, even if you suck rope and you're, you know, your chest high, the, the goal that I'm always doing is when you, whenever you suck a rope, you're doing it to figure out where the line is tight. You probably haven't thought of it that way, but that is exactly what you're doing. Like, where is my safety? Yeah. There it is. So you suck the rope to your chest only to find where it's tight. And then the goal right from there is to then leave your body exactly where it is because it's already kind of leaned and just allow your, your arms to, to fall down and allow, your, and, and allow yourself to just settle right into that low handle stack position. And, you know, you and I are obviously, and, 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 and high level skiers are gonna be able to do that quickly. But what I, what I find is that if you leave that handle up above your, your belly button line and you're just leaning against that rock wall, as you come into the wakes, the load gets so great, you basically feel like you're pegged which also means you're yep. probably not going fast enough, which also means they're probably going to want to have a tendency to go long past center because you didn't develop that speed before the center line or before the wakes. And so then you get pegged and it feels like you're on a rock wall. So the only move you have to come up out of that is to allow the handle to go to the inside, give it back to the boat is the yeah. way I think about it. And then, and then, we start that tipping game that, that you've so uh, you've done such a good job of explaining in, in previous episodes and, and obviously uh, alluding to it in this episode. So, so my, my goal is to back people up so that, I mean, once you're leaning against a brick wall, then the idea, yeah. like you're, 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 you're just, you're kind of along for the ride. And, and so yeah. The way I would say, the way I would compensate for what you, the question you asked me to, to answer your question would be to understand that you are suboptimal uh, in your speed, you're suboptimal in your line. And what's going to end up happening yeah. to you is you're going to get pulled to the inside. You're going to release that handle earlier than our ideal outward projection. So you are, you're, uh, you're going to, you're going to be taking a straighter narrower line at the buoy and so when you feel things like this it is it's my move to understand i'm not on the ideal line so what i need to do is shift my ideal line down the course a little bit because that's yeah. where the line's going to be going to be tight enough for me to make a a efficient turn for the line that I set coming into that buoy. I have a, I have an offset, you know, I'm not coming in optimally. So I need to shift down course because that's the place where the line will be tight when I, when I need to finish the turn so that I don't perpetuate this cycle of, you know, uh, of kind of like backwards 
miss always missing the the swing or the the acceleration zone and just fighting uh, rock solid rope. So it, it's really important to understand that you can't be perfect all the time. When you do lose this handle and you're tipped to the inside, you're going to run a a less sharp C, a bigger open C. So you're going to have to see that the finish is going to be mm-hmm. later. Try to finish with that shoulder up. We're not going to finish with a hard skid, rotate the shoulder, you know, slam the brakes. <laughs> I want to be I want to be on the backside of the buoy because this is going to help me to make up time. Okay, people, you cannot yeah. make up, you can't make up time. The only way to make up time, you can make up time, sorry. You can't make up time by slamming turns. Slamming turns, uh, you know, has a has a crazy effect on losing speed and then having to regain that speed. So by shifting down the course, we can drop in, hit the hit the hit the rope where it comes tight. Make sure we're in our nice stack position. Accelerate well. Yes, the following buoy, we're still going to have to take that one down course to 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 keep building speed. But by the next, you know, by the next sequence or two buoys down the course, we'll start to pick up pick up speed again yeah and that's why gates are so i mean that's yeah, why that's yeah. why we talk gates because if you start with this it's so much easier to keep it than it is to start yeah. without it and try to find it that's a that's an interesting concept you know um th- like i never i never thought of it quite like that you, meaning you use two turn try and make up ground in, in the next two or three turns don't try and make it up in one turn. I kind of, and I just kind of like that, like because we kind of get this, like oh, like all or nothing approach. If I can just bang out one big turn here, I'll be back in the game. But that might actually be a really nice way to try and um, soften that impulse a little bit. Like I'm gonna make up ground over the next two turns. You know, and maybe three is a little, maybe three is a little lofty because you know if you're at four ball, and, you know. Right. But 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 yeah, let, let's let's make up some ground over because like how are you making up that ground? It, it's not about it's not about banging off um, unsustainable angle. It's about reestablishing uh, like a higher swing again. So that's, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, okay. So <clears throat> then back to handle control. What, what, what does it mean to you when, when, when someone says they want to take the handle out off the wakes? Like, is there any kind of, is there any kind of movement component to in terms of what you do with the handle or is that just more like a, is that when people say that that's just something they're feeling, you know what I mean? Is there any idea like for you, is there, is there, if someone says, they, Hey, I like to swing the handle out off the wakes. Like what, what's your response to that? I mean, that's yeah. my, that's my response yeah. to that. That's not the, any time yeah. that you try to manipulate that handle, you yeah. will cause a, a reaction to where your ski is, to where your body in relation to your ski, in relation to the pylon. Um, all of those, all of your lineup will will be altered in a negative path. So yeah. anytime you know, so I mean, ideally, uh, and and I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people want to this goes back to things we've talked about you know in previous episodes you know a lot of people want to come through that center line they don't love where they are uh in relation to the upcoming buoy so what they're gonna yeah. what they're gonna do and i'm 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 really good at this uh and it's not something i'm proud of 
but I can I can come into I can come into the wakes not exactly where I want to be. And what I'll do, let's say I'm going from two to three, you know, I'm 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 not exactly excited about the way I entered two ball. I'm not exactly you know super stoked with the with the angle and power and where I started accelerating out of two ball. And so I'm chasing it into the first wake. I know I'm a little slow. I want to explode off the first wake so that I can get back into that, you know, or, you know, that, well, as we would normally say that early line, but that's not the line I'm looking Mm -hmm. for. And this is where, this is where I think, you know, the, the older, like my old school tendencies or, you know, my ingrained tendencies from childhood or whatever it is. Anyway, I come through the wake. And as I come into the first wake, uh, if I'm going two to three, I, I overload my right shoulder. I start to take my right shoulder away from the boat, meaning, you know, back yeah. towards, back towards where I've already been in the course. And I take that, that away from it. And I basically try to p- torque the handle out in front of myself in a attempt to basically cast my ski out onto a path that's going to send me wide and early to the Hmm. buoy. Now, yeah, that's, so that's the, but, but so when people tell me, you know, that the question that you asked me about, you know, getting that handle going out or whatever that is, that's the vision that I get. And what I'd like to tell them or tell everybody is that, all you can be is chasing the handle out to the buoy. That is the, the ideal place yeah. you can be. You cannot manipulate that handle to put your body in a better place to change your speed, line, trajectory, whatever those things are. Like that is not yeah. something. Yeah. So uh, that's um that's really it's so, it's how, so interesting take? that like that you that you well it's just so interesting the way you describe that because I, I and that's something that I can like just always distinctly remember seeing in your skiing is like and I, I wasn't even seeing it as a as a negative but like I could see you even like when you were like skiing here very fast I can see you coming off you know through the second wake and there wasn't like there was an outward rotational it kind of started with your head and there was, it was a really smooth, but you were like rotating out and away like really early. And, and, and I even like a coach that I worked with for a a moment in 2009 was, was coaching me to do exactly that and and referencing you, you know, like, like saying, like, think about what, what Rossi does off the second week. And it's just so interesting now that like, how you say, you know, that, that, that wasn't my goal. It was actually a, it was actually a, you know, a negative component to, to my skiing. I think that that's, that's fascinating. Cause it's, uh, it was, it was coached to me, you know, when you come off the second wake, start rotating that shoulder away from the pylon, get everything going, you know, on this, again, like you've mentioned in the past on this un- unobtainable line. Right. Um, that's really interesting. So I love, you know, and then going back to what you said about, <clears throat> you can't readjust the handle. You can't move the handle successfully. Um, uh, so that also, so again, this is, this is handle control. That's one, you know, something I encounter a lot is, is, is seeing people trying to lower the handle because everyone knows you want a, a low, strong handle. Right. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I see it all the time where people, you know, will be with their pecs, with their upper body, forcing the handle low. So right? unnatural. So, 
Yeah, and and it it really it it's the thing I like to do is is when I see that I'll, I'll I'll you know I'll hook up the handle to in the back of the boat, and I'll demonstrate what a high handle looks like. So when you drop your hips away and you get into a low cut, anyone would say your handle's high. And then without the handle moving, stand up into a taller, straighter line, into more lean. And now the handle isn't gotten any higher higher or lower, but it's definitely lower in relation to my body. So this whole thing, you know, controlling where the handle is, is more about controlling the one thing that you actually can control is, is where your body is in relation to it. Right? Exactly. That's, you know, that's why I tell people the handle is where it is. The handle is an extension of the rope. You can't successfully maneuver that right i mean it, it's where are you in relation to the handle and that's that's what this whole thing is like that that's when you see someone who's whose body is very still in relation to the handle that's you know that's when people are going to tout you know superior handle control um well you you just you just uh you just basically completed my thought process from earlier when i was talking about coming out of the turn with a handle above your above your uh, belly button, yes. when the, 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 the finishing move of that is the moment. And you and like, like you just said, put the handle on the pylon, go behind your engine box and put your feet you know, on the engine box like it's your ski at the base of it and, and stand there. And, and the moment you put that handle above your, above your belly button, you basically have no leverage whatsoever. So the only thing you could do is to bend at the hip leaving your upper body more upright and your lower body angled. And yeah. that works. It works pretty great, actually. I mean, I've skied that way and I've tried it and I experienced, I went down that road, but ultimately that kink in your back becomes a crazy weak link and you will end up with a bad back. So uh, <laughs> I, I can, I mean, I've done it. I mean, I, we, we went down these roads and then, so, but the moment you get that handle below the belly button, you, uh, you will instantly notice that you can then, your whole lower body is free to move around. And, and you'll see it. You'll be, as soon as you get it below there, then you can just, you know, kind of like allow your chest to come up. Your hips can come up. They can come down. They can move all over. Your shoulders can move forward and back. You're dynamic at that point, you know. And I think that's a really yeah. important yeah. key to understand that if you want to control the handle off the wake, you must be in control of where it is from the, from the finish of the turn to the wake, you know, and, and, and I think that that's a, it's a really, it's a really big, a, a, you know, a really big thing that doesn't take a lot of, it doesn't take a lot of effort to do this. And then going back to, to, you know, what I was doing in 2009, when you're getting coached by somebody, what was happening then was we as a, you know, myself, Jamie, Terry, Marcus, yeah. I mean, yeah. a whole bunch of people, yeah. you know, Wade, you know, all these guys were, I mean, uh, Will, like all these guys. Okay. Just so we're, we're clear. We were all trying to find a different way to do things that's more efficient than we were in the past. So what I was doing was basically evolving from the old school way uh, that I was skiing and seeing, I could see this efficient line that we're, that we're mm -hmm. fast forward to today. That's what we're running today. But what I was trying to do was force this move through, like take a power move to a power move to a power move. And so I was making things happen that, you know, over time you're, you start to understand that you don't need these things to be forced. 
these things can actually be just, you know, a, an equation that, that happens fluidly. And when you watch, you know, I was watching, uh, you know, the, the Masscraft promo video of, uh, with, with Freddie Winter skiing the other day. And yeah. it's just yeah. watching him go through that edge change is so much more efficient than what I described just a little while ago and how I was approaching, you know, that edge change and trying to take that handle. If you watch him, he, you know, he's super efficient through that edge change. And thus he is riding so much closer to that ideal arc of the handle that that's the, you know, that's a great, it's just such a great visual um, to see uh, it done right. And to see him doing, I don't know what he's running there, 39, 41, whatever it is, he's making it look (laughs) so, so close to perfectly efficient. You know, I can see some, some small bumps in the road through the turn, but the edge change is so efficient that uh, he has rope control, uh, you know, all the time. And, and, and maybe, maybe the bigger thing to think about with rope control is that, or handle control, handle control is, is rope control. So the better you control that through the edge change, the, the, better extension of the rope you'll be out to the buoy when you extend away from the the handle in your reach that that line in your handle is going to be near tight because you're running a more perfect arc so when you want to turn the handle's there the line's tight you're ready to go and anytime that line's tight uh, as you enter that last phase of the turn you know the finish of the turn that's where all crashes pretty much happen so if you can have handle control there you're going to be able to attack through your most vulnerable phase of the course, and you're going to be able to jumpstart your acceleration. You're going to be able to build more speed into the wakes. That's what's going to allow you to be on that that more optimal line going into the next buoy, and then that can build at the finish of that turn and move on. You know, so. But backing up, I, I really like watching your edge change. Actually, I think you're you're uh, much more efficient. You you've uh, you've become at least much more efficient than what I see myself yeah. doing right now. So, how about you walk us through uh, some 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 onside and offside edge change? What you're thinking about? Maybe where you feel torque or where your focus is or little idiosyncrasies that, that happened that you might not even think about, but as you're talking about it, that you, that you, you realize yeah. that, that are there. We, so, and it, it, again, like it all, it all goes back to opportunity, you know, like it all goes back to, to the line you've established right off the start. Um, you know, I, I think where my efficiency is coming from is, is one, you know, I'm going to go all the way back to, to, to that gate speed again. You know, because it's it's opening up this bigger window for me to to be able to stay moving forward um, into and through alignment or or, or load. You know, it's I mean, the, man, a loss of handle control. So if you just go back again, low hanging fruit. If, if you don't have handle control, it's going to show up as you as you edge change and swing off swing off the second weight. So that your inability to, to be able to control that handle or keep the handle close as you leave the second wake, it's going to go back to where were you in relation to the rope when the load started, you know, where did you, ha- were you running a line where you had enough time to get your hips all the way through and, 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 and have that perfect rope alignment before you were into the load zone or, or was it vice versa? Did the load grab you before you were able to, to finish the turn, if you will. Um, so I think where my efficiency has grown in the last few years is my ability to keep 
moving forward through the load. So in order for that to happen, I have to have, we'll say it like through my offside, through two ball. My left hip is has will have to have traveled all the way through and and be back behind the rope before the load happens. Um, so then the load's going to come on more gradually. So I'm I'm never going to have to 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 move away from the boat. You know, if the load catches me before I've finished the turn, just to say it in the simplest fashion, if the load starts catching me before I've finished the turn, my only option is to move away from the boat to 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 try and get that my hips back up or, or back connected to the handle. If I'm, if I'm far enough ahead of the boat or ahead of the load through the pass, as the load, as the load starts to build, I'm already in perfect alignment. So I can keep my momentum going towards the tip. And that's just going to give me, you know, more continuous acceleration and allow that edge change to happen earlier. Um, as far as nuts and bolts, it, it, it's, it's move forward into the first wake. And then it's really, I'm just harnessing, like, like you had said, harnessing that load as, as I cast some of the flat ski and inside edge, I'm just keeping my hip and handle relationship or my core handle relationship, just really, really constant, you know, um, where it's, you know, it doesn't feel all that dynamic through that phase. That's why it's, you know, there's a lot of compensatory kind of options you can come up with to, to make up for the fact that you're slightly misaligned under load. But, but really like if you, if you, if you're running the right line, <clears throat> there's, it's not that dynamic of emotion. It's, it's more just holding strong, not letting hip handle relationship falter all the way up to apex, you know, all the way up to the, to the start of the reach. Can you, um, can you walk me through maybe like if you were to close your eyes and, and think about, you know, pressures in your hands or relations. Like I, I want to, you know, I, I'm listening to you talk, you know, I'm a, obviously a, I have a really good understanding of what's going on right there, but I, but I think, I think our, our listeners would like to hear maybe a little bit of the, the finer detail of yeah. what's really, I mean, you and I don't think about it as we don't have to think yeah. about it as much, but you know, when you really break it into words, I think you, yeah. can, you can, you can find it. Like, like nuts and bolts, like I, I'm wanting into the first wake, you know, I'm wanting equal pressure through both arms and that's both directions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm not, a, I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't steer people away from back arm pressure, leaving the wakes because I, I you know, it, it's not wrong, but I'm, I'm not trying to carry more weight in, in that arm. You know, as I, as you, the further from the wakes you get, that pressure is going to start to start to transfer more to the to the outside arm or the or or like right arm headed to one ball. But for for me, the nuts and bolts of it is is actually core engagement. If there's one thing that I'm actively doing through the swing off the wakes all the way to the reach, it's it's in it's it's engaging my core steadily, stronger, stronger, strongest, like really ringing out my center. Exactly. That's probably the exactly absolutely the most active thing I'm doing. Well, for sure. exactly, and that goes back yeah. to what I, what 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 I was dropping at the very beginning of this. You're you're creating energy into the wakes, and you need to harness this energy out to the buoy line. That is that is yeah. the game, and what you just did was nailed it. I, I do want to come back to one thing from you, but uh, yeah. but it yeah. is you know you want to basically wherever you're squeezing the handle there, 
that is your that's your key to squeeze your abs, like to engage your core. Like hold on with yeah. the hands, hold on with the abs. I'm holding, I'm holding, yeah. I'm riding it. Yeah. Like I created this, stay on it. Like I don't need to go wider. Yeah. I don't need to go earlier. I just need to ride whatever it is I have here and take that speed. Yes. It's not speed that you feel, people. This is not that crappy down course speed. That this is not what we're talking about. That crappy down course speed is, is from a lack of speed and a lack of handle control. But if you have your handle control through your edge change, you're, you're balanced over your ski and you can feel it, then your hands are tight and your elbows are close to your abs, which is probably when we say elbows, you know, when we say focus on elbows, I'm guessing really what it is, is that's a way to, to focus on contracting your abs, like stay tight in your core that's why I really love that you brought yeah. that up and then be riding that line that the handle's trying to go on. We're not trying to take the handle yeah. in a different line, people. Like whatever you set into the wake, you're just going to swing on that line and you should basically be rotating around the pylon uh, in and allowing the handle to go where it wants to go, but you're staying connected to it and not giving it in. Yes. So Because think of this think of this too, like, and, cause, and everyone has seen – or we've all experienced experienced it or seen that guy, you know, two hands on the handle long, that's just not enough, you know, because if, if two hands on the handle, but the handle's coming away from your body and it's stretching you out, that's two hands long is not enough. It's got to be two hands strong long, if you will, you know, right. like that your hip has to stay or your center has to stay between you and the handle through that entire swing, you know, right. and that's, that's, that's where, um, you know, it's always two, you know, two hands on the handle is not enough. You know, it's got to be, you, you need to have that, that, you know, your structure needs to stay intact. Your hip needs to stay between yep. you and the handle through that swing because the handle comes away and you come inside your hip. Like that's where all, that's where you're going to feel fast. And that's where you're going to have the, the, again, that the appearance of a loss of handle control, even though you've got two hands on them. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, can you, can you back up for just a second? Can yeah. we, can we have a back arm talk? Can you, yes. When you're, Easy. Going, I, I, yes. I, I, I don't even know what back arm pressure is anymore. Like I know what my vision of back yeah. arm pressure is, but then we got to leading arm, trailing arm. We've got to all these yeah. arms. We only have two arms, but can you just tell me, <laughs> tell me you walk me through when you're let, let's just, let's, let's do this cycle real quick. Walk me through. You turn in for your gates. You're coming into the wakes. What's your back arm? What's your other arm? I don't yeah. even know what we call it. And can you just walk me through the pressure that's in the hands and the focus that you have through the edge change, through the gate, so that people have a vision in their mind. They can see you cutting left to right. You know, where yeah. are where is that pressure? Which one are you talking as back arm? And what are you doing yeah. off the off the edge? Yeah, so so headed, you know, so headed to the right. So so everyone can picture this: headed to the right or headed to one ball. Um, like traditionally, when someone says, you know, maintain back arm pressure, they're talking about your right shoulder, your right arm. Mm -hmm. um, and then and then when when you know people's upper body uh, orientation started getting a little more open, then they start talking about lead arm and trailing arm, and that's probably what I use more typically. So lead arm would be your right arm going to one, going to yeah. one ball. Okay. okay. So lead arm, back arm are kind of, those two are interchangeable. Um, 
So for me, again, like I'm all about, I want balance. So I'm looking for as close to equal arm pressure as, as possible coming into the wakes. Now, I don't, now leaving the leaving the second wake headed to one ball, that's where traditionally, and, and again, it's, it's, it's highly effective and it's absolutely not wrong. That's where people will talk about, you know, controlling that back arm pressure, not letting it disappear. Um, meaning, which meaning, is your right really, shoulder? meaning your right shoulder, yeah, okay. meaning your right shoulder, yeah. which is really, which is the same as, you know, uh, the same as not separating, not letting yeah. the handle get away. Um, again, it's not, I, it's not something I like to focus on because it to, personally with my skiing, it makes me overload that lead arm or that right arm to one ball, but it, it's, it's maintaining that pressure. So I, I think, you know, a nice way, you know, I'll say it again, a nice way for me to think of it is, is keeping my hip you know, keeping my left hip between me and the handle through that entire swing. Okay. Um, is, is back arm pressure, is, is that something that, that, that you use or is that part of your approach for your skiing or no? Well, I, I mean, I think that's, so I, yeah, I mean, I, I see a lot of people try to get trailing arm heavy and then you watch them get yeah. crazy twisted out in their shoulders and they basically go yeah. inside and they go inside the buoy. And they're like, well, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to ride. So, I mean, I think there is, there's a balance. I really like the 50-50 approach that you're taking. Yeah. Um, I would say, you know, being perfectly honest, I would say I'm probably 70 to 80% through my right shoulder uh, through that edge change. And, you know, going through the gates. And thus, I'm low, I'm overloaded. I'm, I'm. I'm basically wanting to, wanting to, I'm desiring to take a line that I shouldn't be taking. And so I overload that shoulder. I take and manipulate my ski to an outward trajectory through the edge change. And then I'm forced to have to hold on to that. And the thing is, like we've talked previously, if my ski is cast to a more outward direction than my handle path can go, the handle path cannot change. So the greater that separates, the quicker I'm going to have to come off my handle so that I don't get pulled yeah. over and crash or go inside the buoy. And then the, the yeah. earlier the yeah. earlier from buoy line that you release the handle, the less rope control you're going to have going into the buoy, the more down course speed you're going to be dealing with. And then the more at the finish of the turn, the rope's going to be loose. So you're going to have a tendency to want to rotate the upper body to create a skid on your ski to blow your ski loose and really put up a bigger spray to try to slow down. And, and the reason why you're doing that is so that you can find where that line's tight. So I'm working on right now, I'm working on releasing some of that right arm pressure through my gate and focusing more on what you're talking about, which yep. is 50-50 and just being cool with the direction that I'm going and and being able to maintain that position closer to my ideal spot which in my mind is the 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 imaginary buoy line you know the the line the dotted line that's running on the 135 buoy line when i edge change right behind the boat and i land on my inside edge off the second wake i want to ride two hands connected up to that buoy line and then once i cross that buoy line is where my outside hand comes off the further away people that you are from this, that means the more you're getting ripped to the inside through your edge change and thus having to let go and straight line at the buoy. 
you know, yeah. and that, and that, yeah. that's not a big deal at your easier passes, but no matter what your hardest pass is, or if you're a 15 off slash 22 offer and you go to 28 and you go, what's going on here? I can't even make the buoys. It's just slack every time. That's because you've been tipping yeah. to the inside, running straight and have no rope at the finish. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that's it. I mean, that's so, and that's, you know, and like so much of slalom, you know, handle control, while it's crazy important, it, it's not, it, it, it doesn't, you know, exist in a, in a vacuum. It, it's not a thing. It's just part of the bigger picture. It's part of, of, it's a part of the whole, right? I mean, someone with good handle control is going to, is going to be someone who creates enough you know, space in his rhythm that he can always, he or she can always finish the turn in perfect alignment. Uh, the better your alignment is when you start the load, the more automatic that hip handle relationship or maintaining that, that, that hip handle relationship is going to be as you leave the wakes. So again, like, uh, it, it's not a cornerstone to your approach. It, it's just something that you, you know, it's a component to your slalom that will get better. Uh, and, or, and you can make it better if, Again, your spacing is right, your speed is right, your line is right, and your and your and your alignment is 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 proper. You know, um, let it be the result of some other really positive things in your skiing. 